And welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning as always. We thank you for tuning in and listening week after week. It's truly appreciated. Each week when you listen to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown, we receive your questions and comments And it's really just exciting for us to read those. It's uplifting and encouraging. So should you have any questions about today's program or maybe a program from the past, or maybe you'd like even, uh, you need a free Bible, you can contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Again, you're listening to Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Our program today is is uh, one very uh, one that is very close to my heart, and I think there's a question to be asked here. And today's program will entitle it "Examine Yourself." And my question is: Will you examine yourself? Number one, and then in asking you that question, I'll follow with another one. Uh, essentially, do you have even the slightest reliance? on anything or anyone else other than God. Hmm. I mean, think about it. Is there a remnant of reliance left uh, on any natural quality within you or maybe any particular set of circumstances that allow you to think that there is some other hope than in our Savior? Ponder that for just a second. What is it that you rely on with all your heart, your might, and your soul? And so what I'm saying is even a remnant of something left, other than relying on God, is detrimental to you. So then there's one more question. Are you relying on yourself in any manner whatsoever regarding this new proposal or a plan which God has placed before you in your life. And so we keep asking the questions, will we examine ourselves? This is an important question. We've got to submit to God's will. We need to examine ourselves and we need to ask these probing questions and say, is it really true to say that I cannot live a holy life? But you can decide to let Jesus Christ make you holy. There's the key. And you cannot serve the Lord in that way without uh, being in the proper will, in his will, is so urgent and crucial. But what you can do is you can place yourself in the proper position where God's almighty power will flow through you. And so essentially, if you're placing yourself in the proper position so that God can utilize you for work of making disciples and spreading the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, if you can do that, then you're allowing God's will to be done in your life. And so we have to think about it in this way. When we're looking very, very close, we say, is your relationship with God sufficient for you to expect him to exhibit his wonderful life in you. How do you get to that point? Because 
everything about the Gospels is leading us to live a life in Christ. And that Christ may be living in us so that we may accomplish the good things that God has in store for us. All for the glory of God, not for our own glory, not for our own self-edification, our education for sure, but so that really the entire crux of it is so that God's will can be accomplished in our lives. Crucial, crucial, crucial to the life of the faithful. If we're to do and be involved in the gospel the way that God had attended. So really think about that. Now, back in, let's see, where are we at? In Joshua, right? In 2421, um, he says, and this is what the people said to Joshua. No, but we will serve the Lord. Hmm. Wow. Because in 2419, Joshua said to people, you cannot serve the Lord. Wow. And we'd shared that already. But the people said to Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. 2421. And I'm telling you, this is not an impulsive action, but what you're making is a deliberate commitment. Remember, we're up against things that within our own power, we cannot overcome. Otherwise, what would be the purpose of a savior if we could overcome sin? We cannot. And so once we surrender to that fact, we admit to that fact, and we succumb and submit and surrender to God's will, again, it's not an impulsive action. It's a deliberate commitment then we can move forward with God using us. But what happens? We end up tending to say, but God could have never called me to this. I'm too unworthy. It can't mean me. How often have we heard that? And I will tell you unequivocally, it does mean you. The more weak and the more feeble you are, the better because that's what God uses. That's who God uses to show up the wise and the strong in the world. So that there is what? No question that God is acting through this individual. God is giving the spiritual wisdom and strength for an individual who has the appearance of having none. But yet, through the Holy Spirit, can overcome amazing obstacles. And in the middle of those obstacles and in the middle of those trials that are constantly thrown at us as we walk this life of faith, we can experience joy. You scratch your head. You say, Dan, how in the world can I experience joy in the middle of a mess? And I'll share a little story with you. When the apostles were jailed, they were jailed. They were beaten. They were flogged. But if you remember when they were released, even though they were probably the walking wounded, limping, they were singing praises to God, singing praises in his holy name that they were able to do what? Suffer for the name of Jesus Christ in honoring God. And that's who we are. Stop worrying about your comfort. That's 
God's job for us. Stop worrying about where your next meal is coming from. He says he's going to give us our daily bread. He's going to keep us from evil. He's going to forgive us our trespasses if we forgive those who trespassed against us. So let us work towards doing those things, being in the will of God, surrendering our flesh, surrendering our worldly ways and our wandering eyes and hearts, and focus on Jesus. As Jesus came on that stormy sea, walking towards the boat, filled with these men who were terrified, only one guy got out of the boat, Peter. Now, Peter takes a lot of heat for this, you know. But when you really think about it, only one guy got out of the boat, Peter. Peter gets dumped on a lot. Why? He denied the Lord three times. You know, he had these things that happened to him. But yet in all of that, Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. So, yes, you can. It can be you. Listen, Peter denied the Lord who he saw feed 5,000 multiple times, who he knew raised Lazarus from the dead, who had been dead so long that all of the crowd said, no, don't roll away the stone. It's going to smell of this decaying body. But what did he witness? He witnessed Lazarus shuffle out in his grave wraps unbelievable. No doubt this was the Messiah. This was the Son of God. And that's to what we are called, that power, that liberty to those like you and myself who are broken. Let's not do that tendency say, it couldn't be us the Lord could have called. It can't really mean me. It does mean you. And again, the more weak you are and the more feeble you are, the better. The person who's still relying and trusting in anything within himself is the last person to even come close to saying, I will serve the Lord. Mm. We say, oh, if I could only, if I could only really believe. But the question is, will I believe? No. No wonder how Jesus placed such emphasis on the sin of unbelief. Get a hold of yourself. He didn't do many mighty works because of their unbelief. If we really believe that God meant what he said, just imagine what it would be like and do I really dare to let God be to me all that he says he will be. Oh, man. Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG. 
Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time to tune in and listen to our program week after week. You are such fantastic supporters to the work of sharing the gospel. You are truly in line and working towards making disciples. And I pray that this program helps ignite your fire so that you can continue to study, study to show thyself approved. That's what the scripture says. And my prayer is that this program is an instigator, an instigator in the, in the right way of instigating, <laughs> instigating good studying habits. And hopefully, um, if you don't have a Bible and you need one, contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Send me your name and your address, and I will send you a Bible free of charge. I will not use your information for anything other than getting you that Bible. And again, for all my listeners who are, who are sending me those comments, and when I see you in public with all the encouragements, God bless you and thank you and keep it up. And share the gospel day in and day out. Get yourself involved in a great, wonderful Bible-believing church so that you can be nourished and go out and make disciples. What did Jesus say to Peter? Even after everything that Peter did, the denying, the chopping off the ear of the guard when he whipped out the sword, all of these things and the, and, and the stuff that happened to Peter. And people talk about Peter in a bad way all the time sometimes, but yet he was the only one. He may have jumped to action too quickly, but what did he do? He jumped into action. His desire was there, but his heart wasn't always understanding the way that that inaction and that energy and those deeds should be accomplished. But I'm absolutely excited about you guys doing this. And so please, please get yourself in a Bible-believing church. If you need a Bible, contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com, and I will send you a Bible free of charge. And I'm excited about today's program, Examine Yourself. Ooh, ooh, what a call to arms that is. But in the right way, uh, because there is a fight. There is a fight within us where the spirit and the flesh are at war. The Bible talks about that all the time. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so we're in the middle of a spiritual battle. There's no question about it. So my hope is that you'll continue to study. You'll continue to do this. Get yourself into fellowship with other wonderful believers who are like-minded with you and let's go out and make disciples. And remember what I started to tell you just a few minutes ago. What did Jesus say to Peter before he ascended into heaven? The final thing. He asked him over and over, do you love me? Do you love me? And Peter said, Lord, you know that I love you. And so the words rolled off of Peter's lips. And then Jesus gave him the call to action that would truly show the love that Peter professed to have. He said, feed my sheep. Love in action. Peter's lips confessed that he loved Jesus and the action of feeding the sheep showed that he truly did. 
All right there. Thank you. And we're continuing with our program today. Examine yourself. And so sometimes in examining ourselves, we're going to see some things that we may not really be too thrilled about. And let me read a scripture to you from Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not for the sake of assembling ourselves together. Now, I want you to finish reading that uh, for yourself. Let us stir up love and good works. Mm. And so when we, when we, <laughs> we get that close examination, sometimes we find that we're like a, uh, let me put it plainly, lazy, spiritual lazy. Is it possible to be a saint that is spiritually lazy? And we can fall back into these kinds of things. But I will assure you, we are all capable of being a spiritually lazy saint. And that's not what we want to be. And when we find ourselves slipping into these kinds of things, we want to do the best that we can to pull up our bootstraps and get back on the path. We want to stay off the rough roads of life. Our primary objective, your objective and my objective, should be to secure a peaceful retreat from the world. Wow, you say, how can they do that? Well, Jesus said, you're in the world, but not of the world. And don't fear the world because he had overcome. So if we surrender to his will, then we will have the same joy and peace that Jesus had in accomplishing his father's will. Remember, everything that Christ did was to honor his father. Every word, every step, every action was to honor his father. And Jesus, every time he, he opened his lips, he said, I'm honoring my father. My father is greater than I. These words that I speak are not mine, but whom I hear from my Father in heaven. So remember, he was on a mission to honor his Father. And that's what you and I want to do as well. And so the ideas that end up being put forth in these verses from Hebrews 10 are those of a stirring up one another. Uh, we, we, but to good things, right? Not stirring us up with gossip and pointing fingers and cutting on each other with coarse jokes and, and all those kinds of things. Um, but they're, they're stirring up of one another and keeping ourselves together. Keeping ourselves as a group of believers together. Because both of these kinds of things require initiative. And when we're giving initiative, these are the things that we can do as God gives us a choice in his will. And as we surrender and we submit to God's will, and so what we need in these is, as I said, both of these require initiative. One, our willingness to take the first step, uh, the first step towards Christ's realization, not the initiative towards self realization in which the world would have you believe uh, to live a distant withdrawn and secluded life is dramatically opposed to the spirituality as Jesus Christ taught it 
there's there's a way that we're in other words we're not hiding let's just say it plainly we are not hiding when we're doing god's will we are doing what we are out in the world sharing this gospel take this gospel into the whole world the whole world will hear it will be preached to the entire world and then the end will come and that's what we're called to do now the true test of our spirituality occurs when we come up against injustice ooh, and degradation, ingratitude and turmoil, all of which have a tendency to make us what? Spiritually lazy. Mm. Now, while being tested, we want to use prayer. We want to use all the weapons that Jesus has given to us. And we can do Bible reading for the purpose of finding a quiet retreat in our Savior, right? Now, we use God only for the sake of getting peace and joy, and we seek only our enjoyment of Jesus Christ. I question that. Is that a true realization of him? Hmm. What it is, it's the first step in the wrong direction. If we limit ourselves to that, because what you're finding you're doing is you're following a principle, you're honoring a principle, you're having a relationship with a principle instead of with the prince. See, that we get lost in that sometimes. Our relationship and what we're doing is following the king of kings, the prince of peace, the author of salvation after the high priest, after the order of Melchizedek. Ooh, that's a lot of words. And that means so much when you read in the, in Hebrews and you're really looking close of what it, uh, the Hebrew writer is relating Christ to and explaining these details that have been in the Old Testament for thousands of years that people had read over and over again as they were reading different things throughout the Old, the Old Testament. Here, the writer of Hebrews brings it all together to life to show you what Christ's purpose was. Ooh, man. Now, Peter said this in 2 Peter 1.13. He said, yes, I think it's right, Peter said, to stir you up by reminding you. So, it's a most disturbing thing to be hit squarely in the stomach, stomach by someone being used of God to stir us up. Someone who is filled with spiritual activity, right? Now, simple active work and spiritual activity are not the same thing. The real danger in spiritual laziness is that we don't want to be stirred up. Ooh, all I want to do is hear about the spiritual retirement from the world. Yet, Jesus Christ never encourages the idea of retirement. He said in Matthew 28, 10, go tell my brethren. Woo, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
Fox News, I'm Karen McHugh. One New York City cop was killed, another critically wounded while responding to a domestic dispute Friday night. Mayor Eric Adams calling on the feds to crack down on the flow of weapons into the city. We don't make guns here. How are we removing thousands of guns off the street? And they still find their way into New York City. Adams calling the police shootings an attack on the city itself. President Biden meets with his national security team this weekend to discuss the Russian troop buildup near the Ukrainian border. The meetings come as tensions escalate between Russia and Ukraine, as Moscow continues to boost troop numbers along the Ukraine border. The U.S. is now reportedly considering evacuating family members of American diplomats stationed in Ukraine as the possibility of Russia invading Ukraine looms. Fox's Madeline Rivera. America is listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Mostly cloudy skies today. The high will be 34. Cloudy tonight, low 18. Then a mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. Sunday's high 37. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, low 17. Monday, partly sunny, high 37 again. And Tuesday, on and off snow and rain with a high of 44. I'm AccuWeather's Sally Sherman on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, welcome this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we thank you for tuning in and listening to our program. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I just can't thank you enough. And we truly uh, hope that you take this time. It's only an hour. And so to, it would be impossible to answer all questions and to get entire uh, trains of thoughts from start to finish completed. So, again, my prayer is, is that you take what you hear and you begin your journey or you reignite your journey in your walk with Christ, surrendering and submitting to the will of God so that his great work can be accomplished in you and through you. So again, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. As we continue our program today, examine yourself. Ooh, we hit examining yourself, and then we talked about being spiritually lazy. Can a saint actually be spiritually lazy? I mean, there are things where tripwires set before us uh, by evil to uh, ensnare us and take us away. And so we need to be vigilant in our walk with Christ that we stay focused. Like Peter, as he was getting out of the boat, when he began to be distracted by the storm and the woes of the world and, well, I'd be okay. And he took his eyes off his Savior. He began to sink. So let us remain focused on the author of our faith, Jesus Christ. Again, welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. So again, just as we have uh, the possibility of becoming spiritually lazy, I would say we have the hopefully better opportunity to be spiritually vigorous. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to uh, live. That's how we want to live. So in Philippians 3.10, um, 
it gives us a, a little inkling into what that author is saying, how and what we seek to know. And the end of that last short few words say that I may know him. Hmm. Now, a saint's not able to take initiative towards self-realization, but we're not to do that. It's not about self-realization, as I mentioned in, in the previous segment, but towards knowing Jesus Christ. And so what we see is that a spiritually vigorous saint never believes that his circumstances simply happen at random. Mm. Nor does he ever think or believe, think of his life as being divided into secular and sacred. Boom! There's where we make the big mistake, don't we? I'm a saint and spiritual on Sunday, and I'm secular on Monday through Saturday. I mean, how often have we heard that preached? And, and, and we need to have that realization so that when we, Monday morning, when we get up and head to work, we are still sacred. And the work and the words that we speak are sacred. And it can be shared. Those sacred words that God is giving us can be shared and are applicable in every situation. I will tell you, there is no situation of which the words that God has given us to share and which it is not applicable. There's not one. And every aspect of our life as we move through this, this life of faith should be focused on the sacred. Because as our eyes begin to wander towards the secular is where we begin to get drawn, where our solid steps of faith begin to trip. Because we don't have our eyes on Jesus who makes sure that our foot is not tripped up. Because our eyes are impure. Our eyes are imperfect. But the God of our salvation, the God of all creation, all-knowing, all-wise, sees it all. And before our foot can stumble, he will change our path or lift us over it. That is what we count on daily. Moment by moment, minute by minute, second by second, relying 1,000% that God has got us. That's how we have to function. Because as we start to fall back towards the secular instead of the sacred, our vision becomes blurred. We can't see clearly anymore. Where why we're, why our eyes are fixed on Jesus, it is ultimately clear. And as we begin to let our eyes fade to the right or to the left of our amazing Savior, we begin to do a misstep. We begin to be able to trip. So as soon as you see yourself, as soon as you know it, don't submit to it. Reach out, pray to the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, and say, Lord, fix my eyes on you. Fix my heart on you. 
fill my soul with you. That is what we want. And so, again, I will tell you, he sees every situation in which he finds himself as a means of obtaining a greater knowledge of Jesus Christ. Hmm. A greater knowledge of Jesus Christ. And this person will have an attitude of unrestrained, abandoned, and total surrender. That's what you and I seek. I cannot emphasize in that enough because if we never surrender, we'll never be fully filled with the Holy Spirit. If we never submit and put our own will aside, how can we progress? How can we move forward? with what God wants to do in our lives. And so we carefully, carefully let Jesus in every area of our lives. The Holy Spirit is determined. Think about this. The Holy Spirit is determined that we will have that realization of Jesus Christ in every area of our life. And he will bring us back to the same point over and over again until we do. So my suggestion is to you is get it, submit it, and move forward instead of just going in circles. But God is not going to let us go. He's not. And so whatever we might be doing, even eating or drinking or washing other disciples' feet, which is a wonderful thing to do, and we do here at the Atlantic City Rescue Mission, uh, when we have great graduation ceremonies, uh, we have made it a point to wash those feet of those who are graduating. And, and it's a something, a tradition that I pray that Jesus has taught us to do so that we are understanding we are servants. And by submitting to Jesus as he was a servant, we are servants as well. And sometimes we lose sight of that and we don't want that. So every phase of our life has its counterpart. Think about this in the life of Jesus. And so our Lord realized that his relationship to the Father, even in the most menial task, he realized that. And so here we go in John 13, 3 to 5. Jesus, knowing that he had come from God and was going to God, I'm paraphrasing a little bit of this, took a towel and began to wash the disciples' feet because he had come to serve all of humanity in a most special way. Mm. And so the aim of a spiritually vigorous saint is that I may know him. And do I know him where I am I and where I'm at today? Do I know Christ in the way that I should know him today? And I will tell you, brothers and sisters, if not, we are failing. And I'm not here, and I will tell you that again. I'm not here for self-realization, self-grandization. I'm not here to pat myself on the back. I am here 
to honor God and bow at the feet of my name of my Savior, Jesus Christ. And as the Bible says, so that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow. Mm. Oh, Lord, it is just amazing. Amazing, amazing. So in our Christian work, in our initiative and motivation, we want to make sure um, that simply the result and that we're, we're coming to this realization that we are understanding that there is work to be done spiritually, vigorously by his saints, by his people. And his aim is to achieve the realization of Jesus Christ in every set of circumstances. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, and we'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And I just want to tell you that I am so thankful that God has put me in this place. He's placed me in a mission where the work of caring for the poor, which is so close to God's heart. There's over 270-some scriptures throughout the entire Old and New Testament that says to us how we should care for the poor and how God loves and will treat those who care for the poor appropriately. And I'm sad to say it breaks my heart that he also says how he will treat those who disrespect and ignore the poor. So please, 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 um, I'm just thankful for being able to be in this place at the Atlantic City Rescue Mission. And I'm thankful that God has given me this opportunity week after week to share the gospel with you on Saturday morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And so as we continue with our program today, examine yourself. Um, We've talked about many things about uh, how we can be spiritually distant and and, uh, lazy or we can be vigorous. And we discover those things when we do an honest assessment or an examining of ourselves. Don't shy away from the mirror. Look in that mirror and examine yourself and ask those hard questions. Am I conducting myself? in a way that is God-honoring? Have I submitted my weak, flesh-filled will and allowed God's will to occupy me? Have I done this so that the Holy Spirit can fully envelop me so that what God has intended me to be when he designed me, that that can be fulfilled in this life? It is an exciting a thing to be part 
of the family of faith. It is an exciting thing to serve the creator of the universe. Mm. So as we move on, um, there's another issue that we can uh, talk about. We talk about the individually, but what happens when we are a church maybe who is spiritually self-seeking? And that's happened. We've seen churches fall apart completely, I'm sad to say, because the sacred was done away with and social clubs ensued. And I'm not picking on anyone in particular. I would not do that because there are wonderful people throughout every church. But I will tell you, even in the midst of synagogue where Jesus was preaching, a demon was sitting and screamed out, is this the time? Have you come? Is this the time? And so remember amongst us, disguised as sheep, there are wolves. And so we do not want to let ourselves be pulled in a direction of the secular to leave the sacred life that God has called you and I to. We don't want to lose that. So what I see, and and, and I, I got a good scripture, Ephesians 4.13. And again, I'm paraphrasing, not the whole things. And I, and I pray that you'll pick up your Bible and look up Ephesians 4.13. Until we all come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's what we seek. And so reconciliation, which is a very important word in what we're doing when we submitted, because we have been broken. We were perfect in the garden. Adam was perfect. And then we sinned and became broken. Adam was not sinning in the beginning. Exactly how long it took, I'm not sure. Uh, but the end result was that Adam and Eve were disobedient. And so sin and death entered into the world. And so Jesus is our reconciliation. The whole purpose of Jesus coming, the whole purpose of Jesus giving his life on the cross was reconciling humanity back to the Father through the Son. So reconciliation means the restoring of the relationship between the entire human race and God, putting it back to what God had designed it to be in the beginning. And this is what our Savior, Jesus Christ, did in redemption. So important to understand that. Understand what you're submitting to. You're submitting to Jesus who has become our high priest, who has felt the pain of death, who has been tempted as we are tempted, but did not succumb. Mm, There's the difference. And so what we need to be, again, uh, this is what Jesus did for us in the redemption is reuniting, making the way for us to be reunited with God. And so a sad thing is, is that the church ceases to be spiritual when it becomes self-seeking. And only in the interest and only interested in, and this is what you have to be cautious of, only interested in the development of its own 
organization. And I'm sorry, if you hear more about my church and this and this and that, and I'm this and I'm that and I'm this, and the only word that should proceed first is Christ. Jesus. I am a follower of Jesus. I may go to this building and I may listen to this pastor or I may listen to this preacher, but you do not belong to them. You belong to Jesus. There is no other truth but that. And there are, again, I I strongly encourage you to go to wonderful Bible-believing churches who teach of proper salvation, and just be cautious of those who are having a social club. You'll, you don't want to get lost. You don't want to give what God is giving you a sacred and exchanging it. You're downgrading, man, way down to the secular. You don't want to lose what God has called you to. But the devil has tripwires everywhere. Evil is roaming around like a roaring lion waiting to devour the believer. So put on the full armor of God, which God gives us. It's not our own armor. We can't swing that sword without the power of God. We can't raise that shield up in defense without the power of God, without the Holy Spirit indwelling in you and I. We are have no armor. We have no protection. Put on the full armor of God. Submit to God's will. Embrace salvation in the true fashion it was meant to be. And so the reconciliation of the human race according to his plans means reeling, you know, realizing Jesus, realizing God, not in our own lives individually, but also in our lives collectively. Because Jesus sent apostles and teachers for this very purpose. There is a purpose to that. But he did say not everyone is teaching the truth. And beware, beware. Not everyone who says my name, right? Not everyone who says Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is truthfully talking to you. How will you know them? By their fruits, brothers. By their fruits, sisters. Look up those scriptures of the fruits of the Spirit. And if your pastor and if your congregation is sharing and you're seeing these fruits grow, that's where you want to put your branch That's the tree that you want to draw from. Those are the roots from the root of Jess, through David, through Jesus Christ. That is where you want to be nourished. Seek those Bible-believing churches and avoid the social clubs. It is not about a concert. Yes, it's about praising the Lord every day, no question. But it's, it's about the praise that you hold in your heart as you sing those songs. It's not about the flashy lights or the colors. It's not about the set decorations. It is about the Holy Spirit in your heart. That's what you seek. That's what you want to embrace. Submit 
Submit to God. Submit to God through his son, Jesus Christ. Now, remember, again, I shared with you that Jesus sent apostles and teachers for this very person. And for this very, he is the very person that was sent for this purpose. And so that the corporate person of Christ, his church, his bride, that's how closely that relationship is between the church, the body of the believers, who we are. The church is not a building. It has nothing to do with stones and roofs and pews. You are the church. You're in a lifeless building. God says, what building can you build that could contain me? But yet God chooses for his Holy Spirit to dwell within each one of us. It's not the building. It's you. Open your heart to the salvation of Jesus Christ. And so we're not here only to develop a spiritual life of our own or to enjoy just some quiet spiritual treat away. We are here to have the full realization of our Savior for the purpose of building the body of Christ. I thank you guys. Thank you so much. Um, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we'll be right back after these few short messages. Stay tuned. 